Hello and welcome to the Mom and Pop Podcast. We are your hosts, Mark, Kat, and we're just a mom and pop trying to figure out this parenthood thing. Today we wanted to talk about baby products um, and you know some of the things that we thought was actually super useful at the beginning or even now, and maybe some other things that we didn't think was as useful. But before we get into that. Just wanted to check in with our mom. <laughs> How has how's May been for you so far? Uh, May's been interesting. It it does feel like we're kind of getting into a... Like we... Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a good routine. Yeah. Or actually, I don't know. I mean... It feels like we've been in a pretty good routine for forever. <laughs> for at least yeah, for I me. Don't, I, I like at the beginning mm. of... This closing stuff, like March, I used to joke like, ah, I don't know what day it is anymore. But like now I'm I'm really like, I I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. And when I like, like when I, um, what's it called? When I uh, put dates on her, on my, my milk. milk mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll like, it'll be a, a, a Friday and I'll write like Wednesday and I'm like, wait. What the heck? Was it Friday or is it Wednesday or... Or like, I don't even... Yeah. I don't know. Like, every day just feels the same. It does feel like, yeah, a blur. Like, it's been, I don't know, a little over two months since this whole thing started. But it feels like way longer than that. And... But the good thing is, I don't feel like... I'm going crazy or anything. I feel like we're in a good, sustainable groove, um, system, tempo, whatever have you. Mm-hmm. It's It works. And I'm thankful for that. And we found our, yeah, anyway, our, our routine that helps. And yeah, and day by day, even though Valerie changes like a lot in a span of a week or two I'm still feeling like we are getting better at this I have to apologize too because I just well one thing that has changed for me for me is that I've I'm I'm a middle school health teacher so I've I, I I'm now getting into the topic of sex ed and I just recorded like 30 minutes worth of very serious sex ed topics so mm. if I if I get like if I stumble along this this talk yeah, there That's you go. Okay. But it, maybe you can teach us something about it. does add a little spice to your life when you're like, this is really odd recording myself talking about sex ed, which mm. is much more natural in person. Maybe so, you should start a sex ed podcast. That's so that's quite all right. <laughs> I'll pass. But yeah, anyways. Cool. Um yeah, so you know, these are some things that all parents have to wrestle with like, oh, do I want to go with this swaddle or this other swaddle or like the $30 one or that is the $10 one good enough? And we just wanted to share what worked for us. And obviously your mileage may vary type of thing. Like it all depends. Parents are all different. Babies are all different. There is no one size fits all. So that's something that I'm learning. Like literally everyone's, advice is so different sometimes because their advice is Mm -hmm. catered to their own needs and their baby's needs who is completely different from the next person's 
baby and next person's life, whatever situation, budget. Anyway, so these are just what's worked for us. Um, and I want to start with something that's actually very, it's not even like brand or anything, but puppy pads. Oh, yes. I love puppy pads. I mean, yes. we don't need them as much, but in the beginning, they helped so much because Valerie was just peeing multiple times even during a diaper change. By right? the way, shout out to a friend. Yes. Who was the friend that recommended this? Laura. Laura Bjorn. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. You're probably not listening because you're super busy. And, and off of social media. Don't even know what podcast is maybe. But anyway. Probably. But Thank you, Laura. Yes, this friend did very strongly suggest of, of anything you can own baby-related, it has to be the puppy pads. Yes. And um, they're great because like, the things that you can get on the market is um, like washable no, pads. No, you don't want to wash a poo. Which we do have a set. One. We uh-huh. have like three little washable pads pads like reusable no covers and we haven't used it once no Uh uh-huh uh i mean yeah we have yet to try it but i guess you're just not interested but puppy pads are nice because you just you're one and done and you throw it away but it does hurt the environment that's true and I am an environmental science teacher yes that's true and if my students knew that i was using disposable puppy pads they'd be really disappointed in me but they are a lifesaver they're great i mean they're just to play devil's advocate you can argue that disposable may not be worse if it's like biodegradable maybe you're saving water maybe you're saving cycles energy whatever by not cleaning it every time but anyway yeah so besides the point i'm sorry i don't know Uh if you got to explain how we use it oh yeah well basically it's like you just have it on the ground or wherever you're changing her and then you're changing her and she'll pee Randomly. without the bit without a diaper on and she loves peeing without the diaper on yeah Something thank god about the we have a diaper a puppy pad the the best part is when it, she poos when she doesn't have a diaper on and it just captures everything and yeah. you're like oh my gosh thank god we have a puppy pad and then during the newborn stage mm-hmm. the blowouts are real i yeah. mean like like knock on wood, I haven't experienced a blowout like we experienced during newborn stage, and it's especially if they're on like breast milk or whatever. Like their their poos get super runny. Yeah. So you can just imagine that it just gets everywhere. So disposable puppy pads, especially during the newborn stage, is super necessary. Yeah. Uh, can I add one more thing to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a Facebook mommy group, and. This mom was talking about how her baby tends to get like diaper rashes. So the doctor was recommending um, for the baby to kind of hang out like bare naked okay. to kind of like air out and yeah. dry the All bum, natural. right? Because the the reason why babies get diaper rashes, it's just always moist. And if you're not changing the diaper like too frequently and it's like always moist down there and like it irritates the skin. Mm. So uh, this mom was asking... Like, does anyone know what I can do? Like, how do I make sure or like, how do I keep my floors clean Mm -hmm. with the baby hanging out? Just spread it all out. And not only did I, but other moms suggested puppy pads. Just everywhere. Yeah. 
if you want your baby to kind of hang out and dry up and like roll around, mm. puppy pads are, are great for that. Did she like just in tape case. them on the floor so they didn't like... I have no idea other than... <laughs> well, in the newborn stage, they don't move much. They That's just true. They're just laying there. Yeah. So you just lay them on top of the, the puppy pad yeah, or tummy time. You don't have to worry about accidents getting all over your furniture. So yeah. there you go. And one other thing I would like to say is like newborn babies, they don't have... They don't like just poo and then, all right, I pooed. So two hours later, I'm going to poo. It's sometimes like after one minute later, she'll poo again. And then one minute later, she'll poo again. So this happened to me or maybe you were there too, but I'm like changing a wet diaper and then she poos on the diaper pad and I'm like, oh my gosh, a puppy pad. And then I move her, you know, six inches left to get, make sure she doesn't touch the newly soiled puppy pad and then she poos again and i'm like oh my gosh and i move her six inches more left i'm like oh please tell me this is it because i don't know if you have more space and then she poos again and it's like wow i can't believe this puppy pad saved our like carpet and all this other things anyway and shout out to puppy pads Uh yes i could go into the (laughs) nitty-gritty about the poos i mean like they really come out with such force Yes, I've been pooed on yeah, I've been pooed on, on my leg. Yes. It's very it was like normal. a fountain. Yes. Uh I totally forgot what I was gonna say, but so much to talk about with poops. Yeah. We but could yeah. have a, a on its own episode, the Definitely. types of poops. Definitely. But Google becomes your best friend. Yeah, uh, it's like with... a double edged sword though, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like sometimes Googling everything, but Anyway, uh, yeah. Along while we're talking on the while we're talking about puppy pads, the one thing that we invested in but we never used was a changing pad. Yes, we we have one of those. And I still like a part of me still wants to use it cuz I feel like it could still be functional, but like you know, when you're like decorating your nursery and you're you're planning for this child to come into the world, you think like I want this beautiful room, so I'm gonna get this changing pad because like like a nice cushion changing yeah. pad that's all like waterproof on the outside, and then too, you right? place it on the the dresser for it to look all nice and pretty, and then on top of that, like you like shop for like this beautiful design that you you can like cover your freaking. Changing, changing pad with anyways i did all that you know like i got the crate and barrel nice little patterned you know flowers and strawberries all over this changing pad we did not use it we did not use it at all and i could have sworn you know so many moms another friend shout out june she just had her second kid she definitely told me you don't need one of those but i just like could not get myself to not buy one yeah because I used to work at Crate and Barrel and the only thing I ever wanted was a, nice a cute little nursery with a yeah. nice little pattern on my changing pad. Mm-hmm. So anyways, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and just to elaborate, the reason why we never used it is because the changing pad was in the bedroom. We never spent time in the bedroom. Right. We spent all our time in the living room. Doesn't make sense for us to ch- go walk all the way to the bedroom to change her. So we're like, all right, we're just gonna change her on the floor in our carpet on the nice, you know, baby, whatever mat, mm-hmm. Korean thing, mm-hmm. and it's just easier that way. And 
all you're trying to figure out is how do I make this the easiest thing because the first couple months is just really hard. Yeah. 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 Every parent highly recommend puppy pads. Cool. All right. Next item. And this is a kind of interesting one. I had no idea why we needed it, but I was really thankful we got one. And it's a glider, glider chair. Mm. And Mm. I'm like, why do we need a glider chair? Because, of course, I have just no idea. I've, I've never had a kid. I didn't grow up with younger siblings. I don't work with kids. Anyway, I didn't just have any friends with kids. So I was completely ignorant. But thank goodness, thank God, Kat recommended, pushed for it, advocated for it. And Again, I used to work at Crane Barrel. Yeah. This was the only thing I ever wanted to purchase from there. It is the Milo glider. Milo glider. It was it's a nice fancy one kind of, but we actually got it for a really good sale. Floor sample. Yeah, floor sample. They were like 60% off. We're like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. They're like, we'll get it clean for you, whatever. It's yours. And we're like, oh, okay. And the reason why this is so awesome for me, and I think for you too, is we would often just sit with her in our arms in the glider trying and then she would slowly relax and, and this is asleep. during the newborn stage yeah. by the way yeah we don't use it as much because we don't need like it's not as hard to get her to fall asleep well on top of that we did sleep, sleep train-, train her yeah yeah like sleep training is a, a big thing but this is all pre-sleep training where she literally only sleeps for like two three hours at a time well newborns have a sixth sense they like they just know when they're not being held. Mm. It is the craziest thing. You'll be like holding your newborn child and they're sleeping very soundly and all of a sudden you put them in the, the bassinet and they like wake up like... They start crying. They start crying. They just know. Yeah. So I just clearly remember during the newborn stage that yeah, it would, it would take like an hour or two of just rocking her, rocking her in the glider yeah. to make sure she was like in deep, deep, deep sleep. Yeah, and like, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean, just it couldn't be shallow sleep. And even as you're googling as like a a frantic, desperate newborn parent, no, um, I clearly remember this page saying like you you in order to put the baby down, they have to be in deep, yeah, deep deep sleep. So, and I think we read that quote unquote deep sleep sort of happens within 10 to 15 minutes of her falling asleep, no. right? Or is it longer? Oh, longer. Really? I thought it was like, okay, maybe I misread or I'm or not like, remembering. Well, I would say that once you feel like the baby is in deep sleep, then you have to give it 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yes. That's right. Because the, I don't know, the light REM or whatever the science sleep to sleep. Thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's it, it's a whole science. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like it was like 2, 3 a.m. And she's crying and I'm the one. This time, you know, we switch off trying to calm her down and put her back to sleep. This is probably in the first two, three, four weeks. And she's just not going, you know, and then just walking around the house in the dark, rocking her, rocking her. And I'm like, this is really hard. You know, why can't she calm down and go to sleep? Right. And. The glider just helps so much because you just minimal 
effort and you're like rocking her and you're and like, you're com- you're sitting comfortably. And you're sitting very comfortably. We ended up now. This is sort of a not safe. Yeah, not. We do not recommend this at all. We just had ended up having to do this because no, it's not we having were, to. We weren't okay. It just happened. Yes. And what happened was we would accidentally <laughs> fall asleep while holding her while sitting in the glider. While sitting in the glider. Yeah, it, we have a very comfortable glider, and that's probably. Part of the reason why we fall asleep, but I would like to say that I think it saved our sanity a bunch of times. That's why this was not. This was almost not by choice because you're just so absolutely exhausted that as much as you want to ensure safe sleeping, sleeping habits, you're so exhausted you end up falling asleep doing random things. Yeah, like the one time, I think she was like five weeks old or something. We got invited to a wedding, and it was the first time that we didn't have. Um, we weren't, you know, we we had your parents' babysitter for that night, and at the wedding, I was falling asleep during the reception. Reception, like I could not, mm. I could not stay awake. It's just so exhausting how yeah. little sleep you get, and so once you sit in that glider, it's like, oh, you're not. You're not staying awake. This, yeah, you're. Yeah, and yeah. To be fair to us, we would be very careful too. And by careful, I mean we would have these pillows under us and around us while we were holding her. And basically, we didn't have to exert like any energy to make sure she would like be secure because of the pillows were there, and we would be rocking her. And she's falling asleep, and then okay, you know, we would fall asleep sometimes, and yeah, I mean, it's just it couldn't be helped sometimes because you're just so tired, sleep deprived. That and um, apparently breastfeeding, breastfed babies, yeah, don't don't sleep sleep as long, long, so should be waking up more frequently. Yeah, and then you know the hardest part for the mom, breastfeeding mom, is you know three a.m. she wakes up. You have to get up to feed her. Yeah. She's not going to just stop crying. And you're so exhausted that you're actually falling asleep <laughs> during breastfeeding. And yeah, there were scary times. Like I thought I, w- I almost dropped her, mm. like trying to breastfeed her. And, and that's where you fall into weird habits. Like, okay, I wouldn't call this weird, but like bed sharing yeah, is we- an unsafe sleep practice. And and this is according to the CDC or WHO. I don't know, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's it's supposedly not safe. But there's some things that you just can't help because you're just so exhausted. So yeah, yeah, the glider is great, and I think um, uh, for for children that do need to be rocked to sleep, you know, past sleep training. Or they're they're not able to get sleep trained or whatever. Like I think a lot of parents will say it's very useful for when babies are sick, mm. right? So you can hold them to yeah. sleep and, and or, or yeah. So another topic, yeah. yeah. Trying to steal with a sick baby or yes. when you're sick too, yeah. Totally. The nose Frida. Nose Frida. Baby product. 
That's you a just good read, one. On that note, that's an interesting for one. For sick yeah. children, the Nosferida. That one was great because you well, just. Well, can you suck describe? Out. Oh okay, yeah, yeah oh, let's describe it. it. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's sort of like, um, what are those like science things that squirt water or what are those things called? I'm drawing a blank right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's kind of late. Anyway, it's one of those. It's like. How do you describe it? I think everybody knows or understands like yeah. when a baby has a stuffy nose, yeah. you you take one of those squeezing Oh yeah, the eye drop. I want to it dropper things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, like a, or d- bulb, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so basically it's like a little skinny tube where and then at the end of the tube it one is to stick into the baby's nose and then you suck out of it. There's another thing that a mouthpiece that you will suck but the nice thing is they have this foam that filters out any snot so they don't it won't ever come you know you won't get exposed to the snot it'll just capture it in the tube so and it's really easy to clean you just rinse it you replace the foam once it gets uh or the filter once it gets dirty but and it works just really well you just aim it real quick suck and then snot gets captured and then baby can like breathe better again right although if you don't have a nose frida on you a lot of moms swear by actually just sucking out with their mouth with their mouth no way the boogers out of the, kid, out, the, out of the baby's nose and i only know this because i follow like a bunch of facebook mommy groups but you gotta do what you yeah, gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do you're not always gonna have a nose frida on you you know uh why is a nose frida useful it's not only because it suctions the baby's nose out but uh big thing is when when an infant gets sick with a cold it's like impossible for them to bottle feed without their nose being clear mm. so you can imagine like they need to feed so they need to be able to like breathe through the nose and if it's all stuffy they they really have a hard time and that was actually a big crisis or scare for me because when i went back to work we sent her to daycare and she got sick within two to three weeks and then just kept getting sick every other week and she was always not been that good with like keeping her weight Mm -hmm. so on top of me being stressed out with going to work like i was stressed out with her staying within her weight percentile as well. So mm. during those times that she would get sick, we'd have to like make sure we nose free to everything out for her to like do like a full bottle feed, which is like another science in itself. Yeah. But nose anyways, Frida. yeah. Very, very helpful. And yeah, we're starting to kind of run out of time here. But I mean, there's a lot of things out there, obviously like um, Ergo Baby. We use that almost every day mm-hmm. when we go on walks. It's been very, very useful. I highly recommend Ergo Baby or some kind of similar baby carrier thing. Um, we tried the, what was that other thing? The ring sling? Yeah, this ring sling thing. I'm I, not I sure that one. I don't know. I, I feel like I just didn't know how to use it properly. I mean, I was yeah. really nervous. With, so basically a ring sling is like this huge, this this long linen with like a, a ring in it and uh a lot of you'll see a lot of like hipster mommies yeah use it and it, it's great it i think it's useful for newborns because mm. like what you do free, is you pull right? through pull the linen through the rings 
and it becomes like this sac wrapped around your your chest yeah. and it like pulls the baby very close to your body mm. and i think you have to start the baby on it like really early like as soon uh. as as soon as they're like a fresh young newborn so mm-hmm. that they kind of get used to the feeling of being like very tightly packed in mm. like supposedly it's supposed to help them like kind of get that womb sensation yeah. but like i just feel secure and warm and stuff yeah and i i think the baby i think valerie understood that i wasn't feeling very confident about using it and so she's, she's probably like, so yeah she's like yeah i don't i don't like this thing but yeah it's an option and i it's much more affordable than an ergo baby mm-hmm. i think the ring the ring sling can be as cheap as as affordable as like 40 or 50 dollars on sale mm-hmm. um but you can get real fancy and buyer for like 70 or 80 yeah whereas the ergo baby is like 150 right yeah and it's something that um we were um very appreciatively gifted Mm, by a family friend by a family friend yeah yeah Yeah. maybe to wrap up this section maybe talk about clothing brands clothing brands yeah oh it's a a whole discussion yeah or maybe just We'll just mention a couple that we've really liked. And okay. At least for me, in the first couple months, I really liked the Uniqlo onesies. They're really... Oh, affordable. Simple, affordable, cute, or like just simple colors, no weird designs or anything. I think they were pretty comfortable, fit really well. And yeah. We dressed her in it like 80% of the time for the first couple months, yeah. I'd say. like. Bought like four of them or like six of them or something and just and then she was uh it was summer baby and then it became fall real quick and then that's when we started to wear them more because it would be not as hot during the day. Uniqlo is nice because it's neutral. Yeah, which is something that you and I kind of share and mm-hmm. we love just wearing neutral things. So, um, yeah. What's another one that you really like? Uh, I will say that Uniqlo does lack sleeping, like pajama outfits. Mm. So you can't just go to Uniqlo for the pajamas. Like you have to go buy it somewhere else. So that's one critique of Uniqlo. Um, one of our go tos was Hannah Anderson. Hannah Anderson. It is good. pricey though, yeah. but during the holidays, there'll be usually like a 40, 50, 60% off on the clothing and that's when you want to buy the Hannah Anderson. But one thing that I really like about Hannah Anderson is the material, the there's like this organic Pima cotton. It's nice. It just feels like silk in your hands. It does feel much nicer than the other ones. Yes. But it, again, it is very pricey. Mm. So the one thing that I do stick to um, buying at Hannah Anderson are the pants. Cause I found that the pants are, are pretty sturdy and yeah. hold up. Um, and and to that, I will say H and M, very cheap, not good, not yeah, not reliable. And the reason why I go Hannah Anderson pants is because those H and M pants that I bought, like just got holes in them. They have holes in them. Like yeah. the baby doesn't even she didn't even know how to crawl, and she was getting holes in her pants. Like yeah, the, what's up with that? What's H&M? up with that? Like. Not okay. Not okay. Uh, not, we're not about that fast fashion for our baby. No. Well, no. I mean, Uniqlo is fast fashion. Is it? FYI, but... Oh. oh. Asian whatever. fast fashion must be... We'll let it pass. Higher quality. Because we need to, like, support our Asian 
Well, yeah, Hannah Anderson, I liked um, the top jacket type thing and then pants. We put her in those all the time. Still wear, wears that all the time. Um, Another brand that's really good, um, especially if you're on a budget, is Old Navy. They have very cute graphics. Mm. Uh, and it is affordable. We, we do prefer those pajamas because they oh, happen no. to be on the lighter side. But I guess the baby is calling, so... <laughs> Yeah, she's waking up, and we probably have to feed her soon. So, so we'll have to cut it right here. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We did want to share another story about things, but anyway, we I'll let Mark take over. You can yeah. finish up your story while I take care of the baby. Okay, yeah, I could finish off anyway. Um, you know, as part of every episode, we usually like to share a little bit about what our parents used to do growing up and you know how that shapes what we might want to do in the future with our kids and you know one fond memory i have actually growing up is uh each birthday and christmas you know it would be like a lot of anticipation because my parents didn't like necessarily get me whatever i wanted that wasn't the type of relationship we had it was more like just what you need right and Birthday and birthdays and Christmas were, you know, exclusively for getting something I wanted. And there was a lot of, you know, some of the most happy moments or fondest memories I have was going to like Best Buy to get a Game Boy and Pokemon. Um, going to Fry's Electronics, get something else, you know, was it Legos or I don't know, Toys R Us, what have you. Um, and yeah, that's something that like I remember fondly and I do feel like I want to kind of carry on that tradition um, whereas where it's like we're not just buying Valerie whatever she wants but it's like be intentional with her gifts and yeah just kind of saving those moments for something like Christmas and birthdays so yeah that's just a, a memory that I wanted to share um, and Catherine is coming back with Valerie in her arms. I just want to do one last shout out. Uh, Jane, if you're listening, thank you so much for your baby registry list. While we're talking about baby products, it's very helpful. And all you other moms out there helping your friends out with baby registry lists, thank you very much. Shout out to all the moms and their baby registry lists. Very helpful, yes. Anyway, yeah, so... That's our episode this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have baby products you wanted to share with us, we're happy to hear those stories. And also, if you have any stories around, you know, what your parents may have, how you know how they may have raised you, and how that's something that you remember fondly. You know, we we're interested in hearing those stories as well. Um, yeah, thank you so much, and have a good week. Bye.